Hello, hello, hello. It's Coach Ty, and this is the Tiny Steps Big Moves Podcast. It is a show where I share stories of inspiring women who are pivoting in life, have changed career paths, and have gone into entrepreneurship, community leadership, and the like, while taking tiny steps towards a big move journey. We hope the show is both inspiring and motivating with a sprinkle of faith built in. My Generation X crew, this is a show just for you. It is meant to push you to live more, give more, and be more. Be blessed. Hello, everyone. This is Coach Ty, and welcome back to the Tiny Steps Big Moves Podcast. Yes, today I have my special guest here who is um, here to discuss her journey and share her journey with us. And so I'm excited to have her here, and um, I'm sure you will, too, after you hear her story. So please, ma'am, introduce yourself. Well, hello. Hello. Thank you for inviting me onto your podcast, Coach Ty. My name is Felicia Robinson. Um, For the past 28 years, I have served the geriatric population as a physical therapist. I currently work at a hospital in Columbia, South Carolina and um, work on the acute care for elderly floor, um, which is known as the ACE floor. I also serve in the Army Reserves, which is where I met Coach Ty. And I've been in the Army Reserves for about 37 years. With anticipation of retirement from the Army Reserves and combining my military and my civilian experience, I see a huge gap in our medical system that I would like to impact. So I have become a budding entrepreneur with with a business called Hop Care. Okay. So uh, before you go any further, so in part of your introduction, you talked about, you talked about your um, service to two careers in a sense, right? So it's the geriatric population doing, what was it again? Doing physical therapy. Doing physical therapy. Okay. And mm-hmm. then um, also, do you do physical therapy within the Army Reserve also? Um, that's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> well, jack of that's all trades, the- masters of none. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Okay. All yes. right. So typically we, we have, uh, when we want to talk about with Time Steps Book Moves podcast, um, as you know, uh, we talk about careers and, and changes if and then um, what that actually looks like. So we talk about your past. So 30 something years of career. Did you have did you go straight into that? Um, we're talking career fields or because we talk past career, future career uh, or current and then maybe future. Um, so has it always been physical therapy? Um. The journey has always been to get to physical therapy. Okay. So, yeah. So, a medical field, then to physical therapy? Yeah. That's okay. All right. Kind of. So, you with, t- t- go ahead. With the conjunction of the Army training me in physical therapy and then going out in the civilian world, um, getting my physical therapy degree, like it, it was a, a balance if it wasn't for the Army then I wouldn't be a physical therapist because they gave me the initial training. Okay. So, 
Now, what drew you to that career field in the first place? Um, I just like helping people. And okay. when I started um, in high school, I knew I wanted to go medical. Okay. And um, I was introduced to physical therapy um, through a club in high school. And oh, wow. okay. I was like, that is what I want to do. It like resonated with me. And it's weird because there was no one working in the physical therapy gym. But I knew that was what I wanted to do. Okay. So it was a, a kind of uh, winding road to get there. But I got sure. there. I think the winding roads are the best types of roads, actually. Um, we know that as we... <laughs> As we um, experience life, um, it tends to change, but um, the windy roads tend to produce different things uh, for different people. So you were getting ready to talk about maybe a little bit of a shift uh, or pivot, if you will, um, within what it is that you're doing. So um, go ahead and go with that, because in that, just think about this question as you're kind of going through that is, what met what is making or motivating you to make the change? Because we talked about physical therapy kind of medicine, then physical therapy through the army kind of agitating that early on with being in high school. Um, but then also there's another added, um, you kind of talked about a little bit too, I believe, but if you can expound upon that um within your physical therapy. So go ahead. You are uh, you're sure. doing a pretty good job. Oh, thank you. Um hop care. Um, is the name of my business. And the reason why I named it Hop Care is after my mother's maiden name, Hopkins, and care for Hopkins. And what motivated me is the fact that I learned so much going through the changes I had to go through to um, for my mom as she went in and out of the hospital or institutions um, prior to her death. And so I took for granted the knowledge I had and the and the connections I had because I was already in the medical field. Mm, and okay. now working in the hospital, I see the stress. I see the um, like med medicine is changing and it it's not the place for you to stay until you figure it out anymore. And okay. you can see how families are being stressed by that. Okay, And um, so that's why I came up with hot care. And initially, we'll start off with doing home safety assessments and um, and uh, to assist to assist with improving um, home safety and diminishing falls. And then my plan is hopefully to explain expand into assisting the older adults to become have more quality of life by offering services, non-medical services, like taking them to doctor's appointments or educating them about different diagnoses, um, Medicare, Social Security, um, promoting some socialization. Sure. Um, just things that you need to know about prior to you going down that road of hospitalization and sickness and illness. So are you talking about the potential patient um, would be your focus? Um, that's your ideal client? Or is it the patient plus the family member? Because you talk a little bit about the expectation of the family member, too. Um, so can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, yeah, you can't you 
cannot um, treat just the patient, especially when you have care partners or caregivers that are there that really they just want the best for mom or dad or uncle or aunt or um, loved one. That's all they want is the best, but they also want them to stay around. And so that requires some education on both sides to the patient, but also to the family member. Okay. Or the caretaker. Sure. So would you be, would you, would cop care be part of that education? Yes. Um, Okay. Yes. Yes. We'll provide education about diabetes, kidneys, um, just reinforcing some of the same things that the doctors and the nurses tell you in the hospital or when you first diagnose with something, but you kind of fall by the wayside because you're getting along just fine. But as you get older, Mm -hmm. some of those um, diagnoses start to uh, accumulate and create issues or create um, complications. For For instance, let's say you have hypertension, okay? High blood pressure. Your blood pressure is high in your 30s or your 40s. So then you become 80 and you're high, your blood pressure is high. Well, that puts you at a risk for a whole bunch of other things, vascular okay. dementia, strokes, cardiovascular dis- issues, heart disease. So we need to start way before you get to 80 to, okay. you know, with educating on what you should be eating, include some exercise. It doesn't have to be fast exercise, um, those kind of things. Okay. So we'll be an educated. So when you say non-medical services, so for someone who's non-medical trying to understand that, that would be more of a, so if we had what we say, a CNA who would take care of a certain level role of medicine um, to help an individual, right. As they come back, come home from, you know, from hospitalization or something like that, your service non-medical would be all the other reminder pieces for them. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Be reminders. We'll um, assist you going to the doctor, assist you, reminding you to take your medication. We can't give you the medication, but we can remind you or we can help you set it up so that you're taking the right dosage each time. Okay. And then the safety part of it, can you go into that a little bit? Sure. Like, 90% 90% of the older adult that's greater than 80 years old falls, breaks a hip, and it becomes a trajectory of hospitalizations and um, uh, at the end, they end up dying. And a lot of people say, well, my mom died because she had a hip fracture. I've heard that so many times, hmm. but it's because of the immobilization that occurs because you've had a hip fracture, then you're hospitalized, then you have a whole bunch of medications given, or you have surgery. Mm -hmm. And so all of that combination is really what occurs that if you're a frail, older adult, then you have a hard time overcoming that without, you know, without support, without family, without, and sometimes you can have family and support and you still, um, they don't weather that storm, but to, so to keep them from falling to breaking that hip may elongate their life a little better than supporting them during 
their recovery from a fall. Ah, okay, I see. Now you mentioned uh, geriatric patient um, or the older adult. Um, what, based on your experience, um, will Hopcare be providing for that? Because that's sort of your target. Um, also, um, in in is is there a part of that for the whole um, for a dementia? dementia and understanding that a little bit as well to help with that caregiver? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. So um, dementia or mild cognitive impairment is what it's called when you first figure out, hey, you might be forgetting something more than just your keys. Um, So if we can catch you at mild cognitive impairment and start introducing some just patterns that you can do, or um, some caregiving that you can provide. But what normally happens is if a older person finds that they're forgetting things, then they start isolating themselves. They okay. start, um, they don't want to be out in the open. They um, reject some of their families. You may wonder why they're so moody. Sure. Um, they may go to bed really, really early, and then they're up all night. Um, so there's a lot of, um, characteristics that come about that you need, you need to be aware of to know that, oh, they may be having the onset of dementia mm-hmm. or it may be delirium, but you don't know that until you investigate and try to, until you know the symptoms to look for. Okay. Well, thank you for that. So as you were talking about your transition into um, a budding entrepreneur, as you call yourself, um, I suspect you're an entrepreneur at this point. Um, what valuable lessons do you would you say you have learned really in um, almost transferable skills? Uh, something we use uh, sometimes as a buzz term, <laughs> um, but we don't fully explain that. So what what would you say have been some valuable lessons you've learned? Um, kind of taking it from career to career because you're kind of pivoting, if if I believe that's what I'm hearing, um, from what you've been doing um, to using that in business, entrepreneurship. Um, how, how would you describe that, those valuable lessons? So um, it's been a whirlwind when it comes to business because even the business terminology, I haven't been a familiar with um yes. profit and loss sheet llc s core all those things like i didn't know what that was yes. mission now i know what a mission is because we always have a mission right in the army we'll have a mission we set up goals we set we go we set the people to achieve those goals and make the mission sure so that part I could translate into my business but the the real business part <laughs> oh yeah you know the setting it up that's been that's that's been my biggest learning curve but to know that there are people out there that are willing to help you um all you've got to do is ask and they're out there there are many people that know so much about business that mm-hmm. um you just got to sit down and and listen and then act on what they tell you to do so Okay. So valuable lessons would be seeking help uh, when you need it. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, sounds like uh, seeking help when you need it, being able to understand the language and talk to folks 
who can learn, who certainly can learn, uh, that you can learn the language from. Um, and then um, I think also having known your story just a little bit um, would also be um, creating a timeline that works for where you are um, as opposed to a timeline that may others may be on. Um, right. right. So we talk about that too. When we talk tiny steps, big moves is those tiny steps are based on where I am and what I plan to accomplish based on what you just mentioned is my mission. Um, so I think that's something we, we all could use a reminder of like, you know, you run your race, I'll run mine. Um, kind of as, especially, uh, as women, as you career pivot, um, also as you've demonstrated for 30 plus years, doing two careers, if you will, um, which is also no easy feat. So, um, so I, I'll chalk that up for those, uh, valuable lessons. Um, anything else you want to share? Cause we'll move to our tiny steps, which is kind of our fate, some of our favorite parts of the, of the show. Anything else, um, from the lessons learned, the motivation, um, that perspective. Um, no, just make, I mean, if to me, the biggest thing about, I might be moving into tiny steps, but that's okay. Like, so surround yourself with, with those folks that are doing what you want to do. Um, okay. When you do that, then you like, it motivates you to, Hey, yeah, I can do this. But when you surround yourself with people that aren't interested in, then it doesn't, it doesn't fire you up. So, um, that wasn't tiny steps. That was just lesson learned. <laughs> I think it's okay. We can use, we can go for it all, regardless of what we call it. Um, I would say that those are less, that's kind of valuable lessons as well. Um, and also tiny steps, which really quite honestly, we they can be somewhat interchangeable on here. We talk valuable lessons and then we'll get some of those tiny steps. We'll get some of those. And sometimes we just merge them all. Um, but the, the value of it is, is, is just talking the story, right. And where, where we were, where we are and for us, you know, and then for those listeners, where are we trying to go? So, um, yeah. So if you have any other tiny steps, uh, that you can share, that'd be great too. Well, I have a couple, but it's all about taking care of not 90% of women are care partners for mothers, mothers-in-laws, fathers, fathers-in-laws, uncles, aunts, you name it, and even children, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so to educate yourself on, especially people that you know that you would like to take care of in your family, and I'm just going to say your mother, your father, um, educate yourself on what kind of insurance do they have? Educate yourself on what really does that mean? So you'll say, I have Medicare, right? Well, Medicare, there's a managed care Medicare, and then there's a Medicare. And then there's a difference between Medicare and Medicaid. So you have to know what your parent has because that allows you to know what opportunities they may have when they're sick. Okay. So when you have a managed care Medicare, and you have a family member that may be on dialysis and you got to manage care so they could help with the transportation. 
But guess what? If they fall and break their hip, now they can't go to rehab. They can't go to uh, acute rehab. They have to go to a nursing facility. And then knowing that nursing facilities also have rehab. Some of them are good. Some of them aren't, aren't good. And I just feel like the hospital today doesn't give you enough time to digest all that information. Okay. And because the medical system is really changing a lot, what happened well for 10 years ago for your aunt might not be the same thing that you want to happen for your mother. Okay. Um, Just because, I mean, Congress is changing Medicare and what it covers on an annual basis. And we don't know about it until until we're in that situation. And it does create stress. It creates emotional stress and financial stress. Okay. Do you know that when you come into the hospital and you stay overnight, it doesn't mean that you were admitted? That it could mean that you were just there under observation. Well, if your parent has Medicare, that's a big difference of what they qualify to have when they go home. So, so knowing those services, uh, what your regardless uh, of what the changes may be, just knowing those services um, as 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 they are, um, and then what is available prior to actually needing it is what yeah. it sounds like. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think that's um, that's important just for healthcare in general, whether you're a caretaker or not. But oh, certainly yeah. in your role, in your <laughs> role, and, and what you're playing currently, and then what Hopcare plans to do. Um, in the future, um, pro both now, right, um, as the um the home safety safety specialists and all that embodies that, but also what you plan to do future, I guess, in, in expanding as well, um, that will be um, quite helpful, um, definitely. So I think those are um, good points uh, that we should all kind of. Uh, hone in on. So listeners out there, if you're not familiar with <laughs> even your own care. Uh, you yeah. should probably look into that first um, because you can't care for others if you yourself need to be cared for. Um, and we don't we don't do that enough. And I think you're you're spot on with that in terms of the proportion of caregivers uh, typically fall on on the women, um, whether they want it to or not. Um, That's right. And, and so as a as an educator um, in that space, it's, it's helpful to know those things. And then also, as you mentioned, um, which I also hope to have you be able, you and Hopcare and in the team on Hopcare is the education out into the community um, as well, because that would be also helpful. I think we are missing that a bit too, uh, particularly um, in our, as our aging population is living longer. Um, I think we have only prepared, but for so far, um, quite honestly. And so, you know, that's where hopefully, you know, um, hop care is, has, will be able to help us with that obviously in your own region. Um, but, um, further as well. So, well, thank you for that. Those are tiny steps that, um, we, um, we have woven into uh, into uh, hop care for sure, um, but it's definitely needed um, and needed to be said by a medical professional who has seen this over the course of time and it continues to repeat itself. So it's worth repeating here. Um, so as we wrap up, uh, what I'd like to ask, and um, I don't ask uh, all the guests, although it seems like 
um, each one has um, has something to say in reference to it. Um, and that's um, what role did faith play in this uh, in this pivot that you have career shift and change? Um, and if you were willing to share that. Um, sure, I'm definitely willing. Um, I would not pursue this if um, I did not feel like this was deeply rooted in my soul and for that this is a mission that God has for me to do. Okay. And, and I got, I've had an opportunity to sit back and think, and there's no one in my family but my mother that ended up going to a facility. Mm. Everyone passed away at home. And it's because that's what my family believed. They didn't believe in going to the hospital. They didn't believe in Mm. going, um, getting that care. And so they believed in the care coming to them. And it was usually family. And I think that, you know, a lot of that comes from our roots, of course. Absolutely. But, um, a lot of it comes from the Bible as well as you take care of your elders. Okay. And, um, and, and I just, I want to be able to do that. Sure. Um, because I feel like that's, that's what God wants me to do. Okay. And there's a lot of people that want to do the same, but don't have the know-how. Mm. Well, so, we have hop care is going to change that, right? That's right. And All I right. would like to facilitate that. Yes. Yes. We're going to change that. <laughs> we're going to be check. Hop care is going to be change agent to facilitate that. Um, so we yes, asked, well, thank you so much, uh, for, um, telling us about your inspiring story. Um, uh, quite a bit of things I think we can take away from, from this story. And I'm sure the listeners will as well. Um, could you tell me how, um, people can get in touch with you, um, your business, um, and uh, and I know every I feel like everything we do is in in, um, in progress. Um, so uh, if you have if you can share where people can get in contact with you, uh, maybe they have questions. Um, maybe they want to use Hopcare uh, or know someone who can. Um, would you share that with us? Certainly. Um, right now I have a Gmail um, Hopcare twenty twenty two at gmail dot com. Okay. Um, Probably within the next two months, that will be linked to a website, okay. and um, and there's probably a blog involved in there too. But it's in yes. progress at this time. Yes. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, we have Felicia Robinson here um, from representing Hop Care, um, Army Reserve, and also a physical therapist, uh, a OG in physical therapy for sure. Uh, with 30 plus years. We want to thank her for coming on today, giving her inspiring story um, from tiny steps to big moves that we're looking forward into in the future. Thanks again, Felicia. Have a great one. All right. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thanks for listening to the Tiny Steps Big Moves podcast. Until next time, stay motivated and be inspired. Thank you.